Welcome to Obsess. Woo! That right there is Scariana. And that's Daphne. <laughs> and so this is actually the third part to our True Ghost Stories episode. We ran out of time in the last episode, but we have um, a bunch of audio clip submissions from our listeners where they share some very spooky paranormal experiences that they have had. And we are going to... <laughs> play those for you <laughs> i love it Jeff. that was like the worst intro ever like why no it wasn't you oh thank you it. thanks i'm just looking for compliments so you know <laughs> jeff is always fishing i know <laughs> no you absolutely oh killed gosh. it and yes we got a lot of submissions so jeff and i sifted through and found our favorites and that is why an entire episode for real this time will be dedicated to the clips Yes. Um, first off, though, while we're on the whole spooky topic, even though I know Halloween is over, but, like, whatever. It's Halloween every day, whenever whenever you want. Um, so, <laughs> um, something that I'm totally obsessed with is that the house from The Conjuring is available on Zillow to purchase. Um, and this is the house that, for those who don't know, it's, like, cursed by a witch, or it's, like, haunted or possessed by demons. You know, it has a bunch of stuff that you don't want you know in your house usually but um dozens of people have died in various ways in this house so um but it's available for purchase you can purchase it at uh 1.2 million dollars so when you do that just let us know how haunted it is (laughs) um so jeff wait i was on a tiktok live maybe two weeks ago and someone commented that the house was for sale at 1.2 million and I was like yeah I saw like I love the conjuring that's so wild and I was joking around like what would my mortgage be if I went to try and buy it and literally my accountant his name is his Steve he was on my live I have no idea how and it became this big thing with everyone on the live talking about whether or not I can afford the conjuring house and he was like I mean it's a stretch but like if you want you can call the office I was like Steve I'm literally kidding like I'm not (laughs) buying a house for 1.2 million dollars especially a haunted house Ari I think the fact that your accountant was on TikTok like while this conversation was happening I think that's a sign that you need to at least get a tour of it, you know? I'm sure they have open houses, like, all the time. I mean, honestly, maybe I should. Maybe (laughs) maybe I call Steve and we come up with a plan for how I can afford this house. Also, Ari, let me know. It's it's, uh, in Rhode Island, so if you want to go, like, take a tour of it, I'm so down to drive whatever three and a half hours to go. No, we should do it, Jeff. Like, we'll just show up in our best outfits pretend like we have a shit ton of money and we're like mm, okay <laughs> we just get mm. a tour i know yeah. mm. it's a little oh. dusty and you know so where was the demon oh there was only one okay how many people died in this room oh only 13 uh pitiful uh, okay i've seen better <laughs> I'm going to go check out the Amityville house instead. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, mutter things to each other. Oh, my God. I would absolutely die. I know. But actually, I, um, Ari, I don't know if you went on Zillow to, like, check out the house. Because I, like, looked at... They, they have a 
bunch of pictures. They have a virtual tour and everything. And they, they staged it to look so scary. Like, there's, like, lightning in the background. There's, like, the, no. An- the Annabelle doll, like, on the rocking chair. Like, they, they want someone that's, like, <laughs> into paranormal, like, experiences. No to... way. What yeah. intern did they pay $4 an hour to to put an Annabelle doll, Photoshop that in the photo? I, no, it's not Photoshop. It's, like, actually oh. in the photo. Oh, damn. Yeah. Imagine that's your job, to go, like, add all of these um, like spooky things, things to the house. Spooky <laughs> things. That is so funny. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. Maybe we do go to Rhode Island. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. No, same. I would love to. That'd be fun. <gasps> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So. so. <laughs> spooky story time. Spooky. We've been hyping these stories the hell up. <laughs> for, for, like, two episodes weeks. now. <laughs> weeks. Weeks, weeks, weeks. Okay. So our first story was submitted by our friend Connor, um, and it's not actually something that he experienced. Well, he was there when it happened, but it was his brother who actually saw, um, he sees like ghosts all the time. Like he's like clairvoyant or whatever the term for that is. So let's, uh, let's hear what he has to say. So I don't have any spooky stories I guess myself, fortunately, but I do have some secondhand experience through my younger brother. Um, particularly, there's two stories that really stand out. Um, one happened when we were younger. Um, my family has a house or a cabin up in the woods in California, and my brother and I would always share a room. Um, you know, just standard brother stuff. We would always kind of mess with each other. Um, so that's what I originally thought this was, but you know, it seems that that was not the case. Um, one night we were, you know, fast asleep. I think it was probably like two or three in the morning. My brother, uh, you know, was just staring at something in between our two beds where, you know, there's bunk beds and there's some space between, and he's just looking at the space between and I wake up and I'm like, Declan, what are you, you know, what are you looking at? And he goes, don't you see the man right there? And, you know, at first I, I think he's totally messing with me. Um, and so I look at him and I'm like, stop, go to sleep. What are you doing? And he just goes, no, look, he's right there. And he points to right in between our beds and says, do you see him? He's just watching us. Naturally, I was freaked out and I was like, go to sleep. You're messing with me. Uh, and I kind of just ignored it. Um, and then in the morning I was like, oh, you know, you're messing with me. You're, you're being ridiculous. And he's like, no, what do you mean? Like, I, like, I, I didn't, I didn't wake up. What are you talking about? Uh, and ends up, um, my brother, some nights when we're up in the cabin, he says that in the middle of the night, he'll see a man walk from my sister's room into our room and stand in the middle of our two beds and watch us and then he'll go into my parents room and do the same thing um and so my brother and i aren't very you know good at paranormal activity we're not you know ones to hunger down and watch scary movies so i was like well you know how are you not completely freaked out and he said that apparently it's this older man and he just walks through the house and, and watches us very almost like in a protective manner. 
and he'll go and walk through the rooms, but he won't walk into the rooms that were additions that my parents added, um, which, you know, sometimes I would sleep in the guest room when I just had it with my, with my brother, which was an addition to the house. And apparently we started talking about this with my parents and there was an older couple who owns the cabin before us, um, who was, you know, they were apparently lovely, but he passed away. And so his wife sold the cabin to our family. And, you know, my brother thinks that it's this man who used to, to own the cabin and he, you know, just walks through the parts that, you know, that were part of the original cabin and, and just looks over us, which is, um, terrifying to me, but I guess it seems very nice. Um, there was one other story that happened, you know, another middle of the night frantic freak out from my brother. Um, when my sister was studying abroad in Italy, we went to um, Venice for Christmas and we rented this, you know, this very old apartment. Um, you know, every part of Venice is essentially <laughs> hundreds of years old. So it was just like stone, very medieval. Um, you know, I wouldn't call it like <laughs> freaky, but it definitely had that kind of old spooky vibe. Um, so we were having a great time. I was almost 18, so I could drink in Italy. So I was just having a ball with my cousins. Um, my brother was younger, so he, you know, kind of stayed in the apartment for most of the time. And we had a great night. I, you know, pass out of my bed. He's asleep, so all good. Of course, we're sharing another room with, you know, two single beds across from each other. And in the middle of the night, my brother is like shaking me awake frantically. So I, I freak out. I think, you know, he's sick or something happened. And he just looks straight in my eyes and goes, we need to take down all of the photos in here, all of the paintings. You know, we need to take them down. They need to be out of the room. And I hadn't really, you know, like looked at them before this, because um, I think it was our first night, but there were just a bunch of paintings of I guess like a young boy or young, like multiple young boys, but like very Victorian and kind of freaky. And my brother just frantically starts taking down these very, what seem like very old paintings and sh shoving them in any spot that he can. That's, um, you know, that's covered. So he's like shoving them in the drawers, putting them in the closets, you know, turning them away from us. And, you know, I start doing the same. And so we just pull down all of these paintings off the wall. And once they're all covered, he just gets back into bed and goes to sleep and doesn't tell me anything. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, Declan, what, why did we pull this down? And he just doesn't respond. He's asleep. So then the next morning, I say, Declan, like, that was pretty crazy last night. Like, we we just took down all of those paintings and shoved them in the in the drawers. And he's like... Oh, oh yeah, no, like there was someone, there was something bad in here. Like we, we needed to get rid of those. It was like, it, it was a good thing that we did. And then just like leaves it at that. So, so those are my only stories with, I guess, like paranormal activity. Um, it all relates to my brother. He has this very, I guess, freaky sense of experiencing things like that. And I just happened to be there for some of them. Um, I think there's, you know, a couple other stories. One when we were in, in New Orleans for for vacation, but yeah, 
I think that that's it. Just a couple freaky <laughs> middle of the night frantic adventures with my potentially clairvoyant younger brother. <laughs> Okay, wow. Um, that actually spooked me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be calm in that situation at all. Like, I'm just thinking of a man in, like, a top hat, like, standing at the foot of my bed. Like, no thanks. <laughs> no thank you. And also, like, part of me was like, oh, is this sleep paralysis? Remember we talked about that in another yes. episode? Oh my gosh. And, like, right. maybe that's why Connor didn't see it, because his brother was experiencing sleep paralysis. Yes. But, But also, like... I, I'm just thinking of me sharing a room with my sister growing up and, like, not being able to see or, like, understand my siblings referencing or scared of in that moment is just so, like, I don't know, stressful. Yeah, and, well, would that be sleep paralysis, though? Because I feel like you can't speak when you're in sleep paralysis oh, yeah. mode. Um, I don't think you can. Which right. makes it you're even right. more terrifying because that means he was aware and conscious and saw this figure... And, like, sees it multiple times, too. Like, that's terrifying. Oh, my gosh. I know. And Connor's probably like, oh, what am I going to be able to do? I know. I, I <gasps> like, I don't know. That's, it's, it definitely freaked me out. That, that whole story gave me chills. Um, yeah, and I probably wouldn't want to talk about it again, either. Like, no, yeah, so I, his, his brother, his brother, I think, like, declined, like, you know, the, the invite to, to submit a clip. Because I think, I think it really affects him you know like seeing these things and like to us it's it's really cool and like spooky but for someone that actually experiences it i could imagine it being very draining and terrifying and confusing and like disorienting so Mm -hmm. um i don't blame him but thank you so much connor for for sharing it and thank you declan as well for experiencing it (laughs) thank you for experiencing that um no (laughs) no thank you thank you both great way to to kick off the episode yes our next clip is from one of our friends moms who is so sweet so well spoken very creative um she was in the process of working on a creative project and some things happened um and yeah it's i'm excited for everyone to hear this My name is Linda, and I've lived in my house for the last 22 years with my husband and three daughters. And over that time, we've all experienced um, a lot of unexplained things. In fact, it's kind of become a family joke that if something happens that seems out of the ordinary, we all say, oh, it's the ghost. So... um, This one particular time, uh, my children have all moved out, are in college and stuff, and no one was here in the house except my husband and myself, and I was working on a a wall-hanging art project, um, kind of like a macrame, and I was, I like to lay out my project on the floor. Uh, I had a large piece of driftwood that was about three and a half feet long and um, a set of about 20 tassels that I was going to attach to it. So I put the driftwood on the floor and was laying out the tassels and there was a very distinct V shape uh, to this piece of wood and I had it all set and my husband called me from downstairs. We were supposed to go out to dinner and so I I went down to talk to him for a few minutes and he got a phone call so I had a little more time to go work on my project so I went back upstairs and I walked into the room my 
project was completely wrapped up in a ball. And I immediately kind of freaked out because I know I didn't leave it like that. And there's no possible way that anything I did could have rolled it up the way it was. No matter how many scenarios I try to go through in my head of how I could have been responsible for what happened, I just could not come up with anything that would have flipped this thing around and rolled it up into the big knotted mess that it was. And this one of the first incidents that ever happened in the house that kind of freaked my husband out too because he usually always thinks like, oh, you guys did it, you know, you guys misplaced something or or you shut the door, opened the door, whatever incident we'd had in the past. He always blamed it on, on the kids or the kids' friends or myself. But this time it really got to him too. For all the things that happened in the past, I never really was that upset about it or freaked out. But this one really, really got me. There was no way for me to talk myself out of what I had seen and what had happened. I walked out of a room with something in one way and walked back in and it was completely different. And there's no way that I can explain it. Okay, that was truly spooky, and I definitely believe that something moved that piece of wood. Well, not only moved it, like literally rolled it into a ball with all like the the yarn and everything. Um, yeah, or and the like tassels. I, I totally related to her, like thinking maybe she didn't do it, or I'm thinking maybe it happened, right? Like she accidentally did that, but she was very specific about, you know, getting, preparing to do this project, laying everything out in the exact way it's supposed to go, um, and just leaving, you know, for a few moments hanging out with her husband. So there's no reason that anything should be, should have moved, let alone crumpled up into a ball and flipped over. So I was like... Okay. It's just, honestly, sometimes, like, those little things that I think, like, spirits do to just fuck with you is a little scarier than, like, a big moment because over time they just keep doing these things and you're like, am I, am I hallucinating or is this happening? Yeah, like, am I going crazy? Am I, like, like... Did I take the batteries out of the remote? No, a, a ghost did. <laughs> like, right, right. Um, no, I, I was thinking the same thing, too. But also, she mentioned that, like, her it freaked out her husband, too. And, like, mm-hmm. there were previous times where things like that happened. And, like, her husband or, like, whoever in the family didn't really believe her. But, you know, the more it happens the and more and more people witness it, that's when you start to believe that something actually is occurring in the house that is... Beyond, from beyond this world. <laughs> yes, and it um, must have been so validating for her, for her husband to, like, finally be freaked out by something because she's like, hey, me and the children totally believe in this ghost and, like, you're not buying it, and now he does. So right. <laughs> at least there's that. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, also, so I'm sorry her project got all tangled though. I know. I feel, I feel bad. Like I what? Know. Like an She's inconvenience. So yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, so like what little? Honestly, maybe it's like a child. I'm thinking it's like a, child. a child spirit. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like my dog. I mean, he's you know I I hope he's here for a long time. But like once he's in ghost form, <laughs> I feel like he's gonna. <laughs> He's gonna do Sprout. that. He, he's gonna like like me, like tear up like a paper towel roll in my apartment, and I'm gonna be like, "Who did this?" One hundred percent. Like that's absolutely what Sprout's gonna do. It's the ghost Aww. of Sprout. But um, so Riley, who our friend that submitted the story, um, so her, I I think a lot of people in her family experienced the paranormal, and she actually has a few other stories that she'll submit um another time. But, um, like, the things that she has told us are terrifying. So, but, um, but anyway, thank you, Riley. Thank you to your mom as well for, for sharing that story with us. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. So, for this next story, it's actually a submission from my dad. And I didn't think that he had any paranormal experiences to share um so i kind of asked him like knowing or thinking that he would be like no i don't believe in that like i don't have anything but um because i'm always asking him like dad do you want to be in my horror movie that i'm filming dad do you want to be in my podcast and like you know i i could i could tell that he's not overly enthusiastic to be (laughs) to be in them but like he actually had something to share and it's kind of going back to what we were saying about how some experiences are very comforting um this was one of those so dad take it from here so yes my uh my dad passed away in 2008 and i eventually when my mother had to move out of the house i eventually uh bought the house and it had the same phone number that it had since originally uh, when they bought the house uh, in uh, 19, I believe it was 1954 or five. Anyway, the phone number 914-5923 was always the phone number for 50 years and or more. So I was watching TV one day, this is a couple of years after my dad passed away. Uh, and I was watching TV and I had caller ID on the TV with the old uh, cable vision service I had and the phone rang and the caller ID came up. My father's name was Edwin Scott and his name was still on the phone bill at the time. And the phone number 914-592 came up on caller ID on the TV screen and I first I sat in amazement how how can you get a phone call but it's the same number that I call out on I was in amazement with that at first and I didn't pick it up in time so I ended up the only thing I could do is uh, I ended up on the answering machine I took a picture of it so I sat basically for not even sit but <laughs> I sat I, I thought basically for the rest of the day how can that happen and um i'm not religious but i do believe um although i never personally seen any type of spirit or anything like that i believe anything is possible um and it could have been a communication from my dad um like i said i believe anything could be possible i just haven't personally uh experienced it yet 
So, so that's what happened. It's it's just um, maybe somebody who 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 knows technically about about the cable system and how it works can explain how um, a call can come in to a house with the same phone number the house has, and uh, I I understand that I I could see why it had Edwin Scott on it because that was on on the billing at the time. So I just don't understand how uh, that can come into the house with the same phone number. Um, and I and I have tried to call, um, I have a new phone number and I've tried to call the house with that phone number and it doesn't work. I think it could have been some type of a communication from my dad. You know, we, we talk about it all the time in the family. Uh, if uh, for some reason a, a, a white moth got associated with, with my mother um, after she passed away, so that, uh, a neighbor mentioned that. Um, so now when I see a white moth, I think maybe that's my mother coming by to say hello. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's my story. <gasps> Jeff, right? That's wild. Like, what? What could it be? What could explain that? I know, but how amazing was that story? And after my dad shared it with me, we were we were talking a little bit more. Um, and you know, he he kept reiterating that he's not religious. You know, he doesn't really know what to believe. But we both kind of agreed that like, if something brings you comfort, it's like, why not just believe it? You know. Um, but I also love the the other story about how moths kind of um, are now associated with my grandma because we were kind of talking about how butterflies, uh, you know, were were tied to, you know, some other loved ones that we've had, you know, in the, in the last episode. So I thought it was really, it kind of tied everything together nicely. Thank you so much, Jeff's dad, for sending that. Yes, thank you, dad and grandma and grandpa. Love yes. you all and miss you. Okay, so our next story was recorded by our very own Ariana, and it is about her stepmom's experience with the paranormal. Take it away, Ari. Hi, everyone. I have two spooky stories from my stepmom who preferred for me to share them, so I will be telling you all them on her behalf. Let's get into it. All right, so I want to start by saying my stepmom, up until this point, didn't really believe in ghosts. Now I think it's fair to say she is a believer. But a while ago, when my stepmom was in her early 20s, she lived in this very spooky house in Long Island. The house was built in 1883, and it had an authentic cornerstone, like on the side exterior of the home that said 1883. Um, there was a woman who owned the house and lived there who was in her late 80s, who was a PhD, and she had literally no furniture in the house at all except for these, like, Asian-styled umbrellas propped up. Literally nothing. You would walk into the home, and what was the living room was converted into the older woman's bedroom, so it was just a bed. And then every other room in the house had no furniture. I think there were about two chairs in the kitchen, and that's it. 
um, my stepmom lived in the attic, which in and of itself is terrifying. You had to walk up these old wooden creaky stairs to get to her bedroom. And in her bedroom was just a futon and her belongings, literally. She was in college <laughs> trying to, to make ends meet. So that's the only reason why she lived here. Um, she also had to walk through the woods to get home. <laughs> it gets worse. The older woman would um, feed raccoons every night. She was into composting before composting was a thing. So she would throw banana peels and all other kinds of food to the raccoons. So my stepmom would be literally walking through the woods to get home late at night and then be welcomed by 30 raccoons with bright red eyes at her door. Um, And every night, my stepmom said when she would take a shower she had this feeling that someone was watching her every single time she took a shower. So she was terrified to bathe. She did it anyway. Um, And I just feel really bad for her. She's such a trooper. On this particular night, my stepmom was home and she had this overwhelming sensation like she had to get out. She said her skin was crawling and she was so spooked out that she left the house, took her barely running car um, and just drove off. She said she drove all the way to Montauk in Long Island. For those of you that don't know where that is, it's at the very end of Long Island. So she drove over an hour away with no destination just because she was so scared and she could not stay in that home any longer. So she finally waits until she calms down, turns around and drives home. So she builds up enough courage to walk past all of these raccoons and enter the house. And when she walks in, the older woman was sitting right in front of the creaky old stairs that my stepmom uses to get up to her bedroom, just waiting for her. And she walks in and, of course, she says, what's up to the old woman? And the woman had this, like, kind of nervous, ominous aura to her to begin with. And she was extra spooky this night. And she said to my stepmom, your brother was here. He was looking for you. Like, you need to get in touch with him right away. He was so persistent. He was at the door. And I told him, you weren't here. But he kept asking to go up to your room. So I let him up. And my stepmom is like, what? Like, what did he say? Why... Why did you let him up? Like, are you sure it was my brother? And the woman replied with, he wouldn't tell me what was wrong. He just really wanted to go up to to your room. No, my, my stepmom's brother lived over an hour and a half away in Queens and, like, would not do this. This is pretty out of character. But my stepmom immediately thinks that, like, something's wrong with her brother. So she goes to call him. Now she has to enter this... <laughs> empty room in the house with just one phone on the ground. That's it. Literally nothing else in there but a spooky phone. She didn't even want to call her brother, but she had to. So she calls and she's like, were you here? What's going on? Like, the woman said that you had to go up to my room. Like, are you all right? And he was like, no, it wasn't me. What are you talking about? I I was not at your home. So now she's freaking out and she calls her cousin who could be mistaken for her brother. They look very similar. 
and she's like, tell me you were here. She starts to cry. She's frantic. And everyone's weirded out by this because my stepmom doesn't really react like that. She's a strong baddie. So they're like, whoa, she must be freaked out. The cousin is like, no, it wasn't me. I, I wasn't there. So to this day, my stepmom does not know if the man at the door was real. Could be a ghost. That's one theory. Uh, if it was a creepy stalker. Um, if he was in the home when she was there. If, yeah, if she knew him, if she didn't. Again, was it just an older woman who imagined this entire thing? Regardless, my stepmom was so scared that she moved out a week later. Now, the second story from my stepmom is about a time when she was staying up in Albany at a hotel and she couldn't sleep. So around 3 a.m., she ended up waking up and turning on the TV. Note 3 a.m., the witching hour. So she turns on the TV and she starts watching some program about metaphysics and gets spooked out. So she turns off the TV and tries to go to bed. She ends up falling asleep while laying on her stomach and she hears these heavy footsteps on the wood floor walking towards her. She then feels the sheet slide off of her back like it was being pulled and a dark, heavy presence literally lay on her back and pin her down. It was so heavy that she felt the bed press down and sink. Then she hears in her left ear a man's voice that says, get up. She said she tried to scream, but she was clearly going through some sleep paralysis situation and no noise was coming out. She ended up waking up frantically in the same exact position, right, laying on her stomach, except the only thing was that the sheet wasn't entirely pulled back. And she left that hotel immediately and hasn't stepped foot inside since. I know that's not really about a ghost, but spooky for sure. And a nice uh, reminder to go listen to our sleep paralysis episode. <laughs> thank you so much, Ari. And thank you so much to Ari's stepmom for sharing those stories. Um, in my opinion, nothing is scarier than an occurrence that is unexplainable. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I experienced those things, um, but probably mm, shit my pants. <laughs> anyway, so for our last story, it was actually submitted, well, not submitted, so my, it happened to my step-uncle, so my stepdad's brother, Nick, um, and we were actually on the phone with him while he was sharing the story, and I got permission to record the phone call. Um, so you'll, you might hear my voice throughout it. You might hear my stepdad's voice. And then towards the end, you'll hear pretty much like my entire family because, <laughs> um, the phone call got cut short because my, uh, my dog's Frisbee got caught underneath like the pool cover or something. So don't be alarmed when like you hear my mom's voice randomly come in and start talking about my dog. Okay. So this is his story about him buying a dog for his daughter in the Amish country and there's something off about this cute little dog named Louie. When I, when I got the dog, I mean, I was like, I'm not saying I had nightmares, but I, was, I wasn't feeling comfortable around him, the way he, he looking at me. So I was watching the dog, and there's some look about him that did not make 
makes sense to me, uh, you know. And, and every time I turn, I see him like, you know how you see those uh, scary movies and you see all you turn around and you see him looking at you. And so I knew there was there's something wrong with the dog. So then I knew that it's probably, I, I was start to say he's probably has a demon in him. And I was just thinking in my mind, I think that dog is possessed with some kind of uh, uh, spiritual bad spirit in him. And I was thinking about it for like two, three weeks that this guy, this dog is not. Every time I come in, he's the way he sits on the stairs, the way, and he's only a puppy. He's only like a one month old. And the way he acts is not like a one month old. There's something wrong with his eyes and the way I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm a spiritual person and usually when I'm a spiritual I was able to sense something and sometimes uh, that that is the way I mean I never had a dog before so I wouldn't know but I knew that the way he's looking at me and every time the way like he sits on the stairs and he stares at you for an hour how does that mean the way he sits at you and he stares and I'm staring back at him and he doesn't budge you know what I mean and I have a picture of that to show you how he was sitting on the stairs. I mean, for one month old, he should be playing and moving around and going crazy, you know what I mean? So there was something not normal with his behavior. I know that something is telling me your dog is possessed. So let me tell you something about spirituality. When you're a spiritual person, I mean, God speaks with you through spirits by either signs or, or dreams or posters or anything that you see driving by he pointed it out to you he's not gonna come down and look at you and tell you listen i'm telling you this is not the way you see it is by like this you either pick it up you i mean there's always a voice there's always a dream this started with me with a sense because a spiritual person is is having a sixth sense is awakened his sixth sense is awakened so people have five senses, you know, touch, hearing, eyes, you know, the, 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 the spiritual one, his, his other sense has been awakened. So when your other sense has been awakened, now you see things that the other people that are not spiritual, like my daughter and my wife, did not, cannot see that in the dog. So that's what happened in so many dogs. Like uh, my friend, she had a dog. She told me uh, just last week, she had to put her asleep because the dog was becoming vicious and biting the bits and stuff. She said we couldn't handle it and she was crying. It was a doctor, she works in my office. But she is a spiritual person, but she probably does not have that sense of discerning spirituality. I know from reading, the, from reading scriptures, I understand that there's only one name that deters spirit evil, and it's only the word Jesus. That's the word that could deter. Uh, and I have also noticed it from so many people told me these things and I have read it and I understood that if you use that word, the devil can uh, get scared of that word. For There is power in that word. So me, I was just sitting, you know, I said, might, might as well, let me do what the scripture says. So I put my hand over Louis. And I said, in the name of Jesus, if demons leave Louis to, to let him loose, the, the, if bondage is on Louis, I would uh, put my hand and let the devil 
come out of you. So if the, if there is a spirit in 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 dogs or in animals or in humans, because the spirit can enter through the walls through any matter. They can be in matter. They can go right through the matter, and they can reside in matter. They can reside in any status. That's why a lot of uh, religious people are so uh, dumb. They see statues uh, dripping in oil, and that's the devil doing it. And they think, oh, that came from God. I was doing what scripture is written, and when I laid my hand, I heard an extreme loud noise. And I saw Louis, he kind of twisted all over his body, and then he puked. So I saw him uh, uh, flipping on the ground and twisting himself. Oh, my God. It's like, uh, uh, and it, it didn't take too long. But when I prayed that prayer over him, it didn't happen right away. It happened about maybe, I would say, maybe 30 seconds later. I'm wow. giving you the uh, time. So I did it, but I didn't expect that anything would happen. But after that, I heard a loud sound from Louis. And it sounded like a scream, loud scream, like somebody scaring, scared, you know what I mean? But I thought it was coming from outside. That's how loud it was. I don't think this uh, he could scream that loud like that. And then uh, when I saw him twisting, and then when I noticed Kristen, it it kind of showed me exactly when I when I saw a movie of where uh, Jesus laid his hand on on the human, and when uh, he demons came out of him, he ended up also vomiting, just like uh, Louis vomited. Anything you bring in your house, I give you an idea. Uh, if you're spiritual, if it's something not good for you. Uh, God will reveal it for you. So when I was one time in New Orleans, I bought pictures of a sun and a moon, and they were three-dimensional. And in my dream, I was getting dreams to get rid of those two pictures. And I ended up putting them in my son's room, and my son calls me, and I said, please, I'm scared. I want you to get rid of those two pictures. So I didn't listen to him. I didn't pay attention. And then a month later, I got the same dream. Those two pictures in your house, get rid of them. So I brought those pictures out of his room, cracked them and threw them out of the house. Wow. Then I realized the place where I bought them is in New Orleans, or in New Orleans is where practice demons and practice uh, spiritual uh, bad things over there. So every time I get the dream to get rid of those two pictures, I didn't understand, I didn't put it together. Later on, so so basically I was, I started to become more discern, discern that whatever you buy and bring in your house, be careful what you're buying and where you're getting it from and what you're buying. Right, and know the origins. Don't just buy it and, and bring it. Yeah, yes. now, Nicholas, oh, okay. I think we have... No, it's okay. We're gonna, I'm going to go outside, too. You know what, Nicholas? Oh, thank you for the message. What happened? Um, no, what happened was Natalie... Listen, Natalie went oh, my like... Oh, got the phone ringing off the hook. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. What happened was, oh. so okay. Natalie threw the Frisbee, right, to get Sprout to get it. Uh -huh. It slid underneath, you know, the pool where... Like the, where the cover is? With underneath the cover. So now Sprout is... Sprout went to go get it, and it disappeared because it went right underneath. You know where the the stone and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the cover goes underneath? Yep, there's that space. So, yeah. So Sprout was looking for the prism because it disappeared. He's like, <laughs> it has to be here somewhere. So yeah. he ready to jump on the pool. Oh, no. So I ran in here to get, I got the ball. I'm like, here's Sprout. I bounced it. She goes, no, throw it. So I threw it. Boop. It's Sprout right on top of the head. <laughs> so I'm like, and where babysitting Saturday? I'm like, Jeffrey Oh, my gosh. Look at her position. So now she's all like.
all like bent. And oh my like gosh. Stick, and she's trying to get the thing out. I'm out, and, and then, I hear every phone in the house going off. And then the stick breaks, and then Sprouty grabs it. It was just hysterical. Oh my gosh. He's, he's very, the things is very, that happen. When I say my jaw was on the ground this entire time, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. It's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I need to meet Nick. I need to meet Louie. Like, this is what dreams are made of from our standpoint of, like, reading that animals could get possessed, um, ha knowing someone that performed an exorcism. Like, this is nuts. Yeah, and, like, I... I mean, I, when my stepdad told me initially, he was like, you'll never guess what happened to my brother. And then he was, like, explaining it to me. I was like, okay, like, no way. Maybe the dog was, like, growling or something, like, doing normal dog stuff. I, like, there's no way he's possessed. But then as he was sharing the story and, like, performed, like, a full-on exorcism to this dog, <laughs> and then, like, and, oh, and then the dog, yeah, and then the dog, like, threw up after after the, the demon was expelled from him, like... All these things happened. I was like, okay, so maybe it did happen. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's scary. <laughs> no, but like, you know how you know how when someone says like, you'll never guess what happened. Like, it usually isn't that like cool of a thing, right? Because right. they're just hyping it up. And I can totally see Tony saying that to you, and you're like, yeah, okay. And then you hear it, and you're like, no, wait, what? I know. No way. You're like, um, you're you're right. I couldn't guess what would have happened. No, I literally <laughs> would have never guessed this. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Um, no, and I love how Nick, um, like, his initial thought was that the dog is possessed. The dog must be possessed. Oh, he's, staring, he's staring at me. He's being weird. He's possessed. We got him from Amish country. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but, hey, like, if, I mean, it seems like it actually was possessed i mean i don't i don't know like i don't know what oh i mean i we're I don't know. a full support of yes of this i, I mean, think we don't shame we right. don't we don't we don't deny anything i just weirdly would have wanted to be present i don't know these people oh my gosh like, i i wish like a facetime or something <laughs> i like the screech the throw up yep. like i mean it sounds pretty on brand uh, with exorcisms i think a part of me like just doesn't want to believe it because it's it's so terrifying and like nick is a very spiritual person um and i i think like he knew what he was doing um and who knows, like, maybe he did end up saving Louis's life, you know? You never know. I mean, well, Louis's fine now, right? And is acting as a dog should, apparently. Yeah, he's, he's doing normal dog stuff, not, like, Normal you dog know. things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so, you know what? Maybe Nick saved him, and little Louis was trapped in there. Yeah. But then he was possessed. I know. <laughs> oh, Louis. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I wish I, I had, like, a video of it or something. But, um, but... Uh, Tony, thank you, and Nick, thank you so much for sharing this, this story. Um, yes, it, and I love the, the, um, Lori, Jeff's mom, and Sprout cameo at the end. Yeah, um, that's, that's literally chaos. Anytime that, <laughs> anytime the whole family's together, like, it's just, like, Ari, you know, you've, you've been over, like, a million times. Mm -hmm. It's, there's, you know, um, phones are ringing off the hook, like, everyone's talking a mile a minute, everyone's talking over each other, thing, you know, it's pure chaos, so, um, I, I, love it. I couldn't I love avoid it. it during the phone call. <laughs> and Sprout just in the background like like just doing shit he's not I supposed to be doing don't even know yeah probably also possessed who knows <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> 
I can't. Well, yes, oh. thank you, Tony, and your brother, Nick, because that was a great way to end this episode. Yes. Um. But, yeah, so, everyone, we hope you had, I mean, Halloween was last week, but we hope you had a great Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yes, and if anyone else has more scary spooky ghost stories that you'd like to share um we do not have to wait until next halloween season we are always open to hearing your stories yes so submit maybe (laughs) you'll get chosen you'll be a lucky one you'll be a chosen one maybe (laughs) maybe we'll see the selection process is very intense (laughs) it is we actually make you interview there's like a there's like an eight page questionnaire and then there are a few other things but you'll see you'll see when you submit yeah So we'll talk soon. anyway. Uh, watch, like, people not want to submit now because they think it's just, like, a long process. No, it's easy. I promise. Just send us a DM. Literally, Boom. yeah. It's, like, a, just a voice memo. You can do it on your phone. You don't need fancy equipment. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you, everyone. Again. Um, again. <laughs> thanks to our listeners for always listening and sharing Spooky Season with us. Um, and we will have, of course, throughout this season, some just random spookier episodes because Jeff and I cannot help ourselves. Um, but we will start to get into more, I guess, just r- our usual random fun content. And we're excited. Yes. Cannot wait. It's going to be a fun year for all of us. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Okay, bye, everyone. We love you. (laughs) Bye. Love you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again. (laughs) Thanks again. Oh, my God. But also, also, you're welcome. (laughs) 